Welcome to what I believe is episode number 81 of Mostly Folk. I'm not sure because I'm recording this days ahead of time and I've lost track of episodes. More importantly, this episode uh, is not just a normal episode. This is an episode that includes the music and an interview with Sue Masik and Sai Khan with specific focus on Sue's latest album, uh, project, play. I don't You'll find out so much more about it. Uh, it's not only a CD, but it's, it's a trip. It's, <laughs> it's a trip that you're going to take with me for the next hour or so, maybe even more. And uh, we're going to start it off with a tune from the album, which includes the music of Dan Hood and Ron Brendel, backing vocals by Alice Gerard and Cy Khan. Let's start it off with a tune written by Sarah Ogan Gunning and sung by Sue Massick. My name's Audie Martello, and welcome to this special episode of Mostly Folk. I am a girl of constant sorrow. I've seen trouble all my days. I bid farewell to old Kentucky, the stage where I was born and raised. My mother, how I hated to leave her. Mother dear, who now is dead. But I had to go and leave her. So From the album Precious Memories, that was Sue Masick uh, doing a tune that uh, was written by Sarah Ogan Gunning. So let's jump right into the discussion that I had with Sue and Sai Khan. 
and get a little background about each of them and about this project. Why don't we start with each of you just telling a little bit about yourselves, and then let's talk about Precious Memories and the story behind that, because it's, you know, the more I, I'm listening to the album and, and blown away by it, it's, it's such a great album, and it's such a, an incredible story that uh, it has to be told, and that's why I'm excited about talking to both of you. So, who wants to go first? I can go first. Um Okay. I started uh, singing. I come from a singing family. My uh, grandmother knew lots and lots of ballads. My mom played guitar, now plays a bunch of instruments. She's 88. She's making herself a mandolin currently. Uh, So my my background is, um, you know, that's what the family did when we gathered. I grew up in Kansas, but the songs my family sang were gathered by the ancestors who came through the Appalachian Mountains. So when I moved to Kentucky in uh, 77, it really just felt like coming home. Um, Mm. I started playing banjo uh, when I was at the Pipe Stem, uh, Appalachian South Folklife Center started by Don West, who was at one point a cohort of Miles Horton. Are you familiar with the Highlander Center? Mm, no. It's a school for. It was a folk school. It was started by Miles and Don West uh, back in the 30s, and uh-huh. throughout their history, they have helped people. Uh, come together and strategize and learn how to organize. And they have worked on labor issues, uh, environmental issues, civil rights issues. In fact, Rosa Parks, that's where she trained before she uh, sat down in the front of the bus. And so it's it's, it's legendary in the struggle for social justice uh, throughout the United States, but in particular in the mountains, in the Appalachian Mountains. So that is, um, Don West then moved on to West Virginia and started a similar school, but mostly for younger, uh, underprivileged kids. And he took me in, uh, and I spent two summers there learning Clawhammer banjo from folks like uh, Oscar Wright and Frank George and George Tucker and Blanton Owen, all of whom are pretty legendary uh, banjo players and fiddlers. And so I I just kind of fell into a tub of butter, if you like, (laughs) mountain music. (laughs) And it was also the place that my dedication to using my music for social justice was born. Uh, and then it was honed at Highlander. And that's where I met Sarah Ogan Gunning. Oh, you're gonna be surprised, baby mine. Oh, you're gonna be surprised, baby mine. You're gonna be surprised, for I'm gonna organize. Yes, I'm going around this world, baby mine. Oh, I'm gonna write you a letter, baby mine. Oh, I'm gonna write you a letter, baby mine. 
also spent the last, uh, since 1977, uh, in a band called the Real World String Band, um, five women, and uh, we're still four of the same five that started out. Um, and that's, we've played uh, everywhere from the picket lines in eastern Kentucky to the Lincoln Center up in New York City. Sue, Sue, you, you've got three albums of your own, not counting Precious Memories. Is that right? That's correct. And then Real and, World, and at has, least half a what half a dozen what, or more. How many? Yeah, if you count the compilations of other, you know, uh, like Come All You Well, not, not counting the compilations. Why don't you Probably talk about, about six, about six yeah. then, that are just right. Real World. So we with Flying Fish for one album, a place called or. Uh, Vetco, which was out of Cincinnati, uh, and uh, it was—I mean, they for old-time music, they were fairly well known at one point. As a, as, you know, Katie Lauer is, for one thing, a, a fair, at least around here, a well-known bluegrass musician mm. that recorded on Vetco. So mm. that's sort of a synopsis. Well, it was also a history of. Music in that part of the world, Sue, that was pretty good. I'm going to travel the wilderness through. From the album Precious Memories, that was Sue Massick with a traditional tune, Loving Nancy. 
I should mention at this point, as I don't mention it in the interview with uh, Sue and Sai, uh, uh, that their websites are uh, quite interesting and you should really take a look at them. Uh, Sue's website is suemasic.com. And uh, the way you spell that is M-A-S-S-E-K, suemasic.com. And uh, Sai is simply SaiKhan.com, and you spell Khan, K-A-H-N. They're both intriguing websites, tons of information. So uh, check them out, and uh, you'll be able to... uh, find out all about these two intriguing people. Now, uh, we uh, heard about Sue. Let's uh, hear a little bit about Sai Khan from the man himself. So, my name is Sai Khan. I am 71 years old. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have a very long-time wonderful uh, relationship and marriage with Elizabeth Minnick, who's a philosopher and feminist and educator. We've got three adult children and three very young grandchildren, so it's a, it's a very good life. Artie, I've spent 50 years as a civil rights union and community organizer. Now, people who are listening to your show will know me as, if they know me at all, mm-hmm. they'll know me primarily as a musician, as somebody who, who writes songs and and performs and plays and uh, you know appears at festivals and concerts. Although I'm not doing concerts anymore, I'm retired from that. But they'll know me either in the folk world or in the in the bluegrass world. But there, there are two things that most people don't know about me. One is that I, I've never made a living. I've never attempted to make a living as a musician. It's a, I, I once told a reporter that it was a hobby that got out of hand. I am a professional organizer, or if you will. A professional agitator. I'm very proud of the phrase. And I've spent my life, starting with the Southern Civil Rights Movement, doing what organizers do, which is to help people who, in communities, who are having hard times figure out how they can use the power of numbers against the power of money. That's basically what organizers do. So I've worked extensively in the coal fields in, in uh, southwest Virginia, eastern Kentucky, West Virginia. I was born in central Pennsylvania, uh, on the edge of the anthracite fields, the hard coal fields, although not from a mining family. My dad was the rabbi at Penn State during the great football years. He was a working-class kid who loved sports, so uh, we always got free tickets on the 50-yard line. So what I think is important about the my history as a an essentially an organizer working in in, in Appalachian communities, poor white communities, African-American communities, working with former prisoners, working with people who fish commercially, just a whole wide range of different kinds of people and issues, it has given me great stories. It's given me amazing stories. But they're not my stories. They're the stories that people told me. And I think that's what gives my writing, my songwriting, whatever strength and power it has, Somebody said to me once, gee, Sai, you know, just think if you had spent all of your time as a songwriter and as a musician, instead of doing all this organizing stuff, think how many more songs you might have written. And, you know, and without thinking, I said, maybe, 
but what would they have been about? I don't want your Rolls Royce, mister. I don't want your pleasure yacht. All I want is food for my babies. Now give to me from what you've got. We worked to build this country, mister. While you enjoyed a life of ease, you've stolen all that we built, mister. Now our children starve and freeze. I don't want your billions, mister. I don't want your diamond ring. All I want. Is the right to live, mister Give me back My job again Well, yes, you have A landed, mister The money all Is in your name But where's the work That you did, mister I'm demanding back My job again Think me dumb if you wish, mister. Call me green or blue or red. There's just one thing that I know, mister. My hungry babies must be fed. I don't want your millions, mister. I don't want your diamond ring. All I want is the right to live, mister. Give me back my job again. Now take the two old parties, mister. No difference in them can I see. But with a former labor party, we could set the people free. We'll organize together, mister, in one big united band. And with a farmer labor party, we will win our just demands. I don't want your millions, mister. I don't want your diamond ring. All I want is the right to live, mister. Give me back my job again. From the album Precious Memories, that was Saikon and Sue Masik covering Jim Garland's uh, I Don't Want Your Millions, Mister. Also named uh, All I Want. But uh, Cy, uh, even though he was talking about his own songwriting, uh, I think that that deserves a whole other show. Uh, So we're really focusing on this album, Precious Memories, which is also a musical. Let's uh, continue on with uh, Cy Khan. I will say that only a small percentage of my songs are what you might think of as explicitly political, I write love songs and children's songs and story songs and historical songs. 
songs that are just plain lies. I think all songwriters do that. But it was because of my work in Appalachia and my love for the music that comes out of the mountains, that comes out of the deep south, that comes out of the barrios, and many other places that I think I met soon because we're, you know, most national festivals, folk festivals, bring in a couple artists from Appalachia in one year. Uh, Sue was at eight, nine, 18, right? Yes, in 1881. 1981. Oh. <laughs> I'm older than I look. Yeah, the, the, both re, the Real World String Band, of, you know, Sue talked about being a founding member, and me, Cy Khan, were booked for the Wheatlands Folk Festival in Wheatlands, Michigan. It's actually in Remus, Michigan. And that's where we met, and I think we all, all five of us, collectively fell in love with each other. Um, I have been friends with the Real World String Band and with Sue Massick for over 30 years. But that's so basically, by the way, I'm still working, although technically I'm retired from my day job and uh, fortunately have Social Security and a very nice pension from the Musicians Union. If you're a musician, you need to be in the union. So I, I'm not working for one organization anymore. I worked for, for a while for the United Mine Workers of America. That's where I got a lot of the knowledge that I put into uh, the, the play with music that Sue is doing. But I continue organizing. I'm working on a campaign now called Musicians United to Protect Bristol Bay. We're working with a former Alaska State senator and bluegrass musician named Suzanne Little and with a commercial fisherman in Bristol Bay, which is a an inland ocean north of the Aleutian Islands in Alaska that drains into the Bering Sea. I've been putting together an international network of a thousand musicians to help stop what if built would be the world's largest open pit gold and silver mine. Gold, I'm sorry, gold and copper mine. So I keep my hand in. But more and more I am working on musical theater. That's the other thing people don't know about me. For 40 years, I've been writing for musical theater. This Precious Memories, I think, is the seventh seventh musical of mine to be produced. Uh, that's not, you know, that's a lot of musicals. And uh, I've got more in the can and coming down the pike. Precious Father, loving Mother, fly across the Stillness of midnight 
I think this is a good time to mention the fact that Sue Massick uh, has scored fairly well uh, during the month of May on the Folk DJ Charts, uh, which is published every month. And in the month of May, Sue Massick not only scored number two on individual artists, right behind John McCutcheon, uh, and uh, her album... Precious Memories is the second-rated album on uh, the Folk DJ charts. And along with the songs, Come All Ye Coal Miners and Down on the Picket Line, number six, I Am a Union Woman and Precious Memories, number 14, and I Don't Want Your Millions, Mister, uh, number 25 on the Folk DJ charts. So we've already played a couple of the songs that were charted, so to speak, and uh, let's get one more of them in before we continue on with the discussion uh, with Saikon and Sue Masik about this album, Precious Memories. Come on, friends, let's go down, let's go down, let's go down. Come on, friends, let's go down, down on the picket line. As we went down on the picket line, keep them scabs out of mind. Who's gonna win the strike? Come on, we'll show you the way. Come on, friends, let's go down, let's go down, let's go down. Come on, friends, let's go down, down on the picket line. We went out one morning before daylight, and I was sure we'd have a fight. The scabs turned squirrely and ran away. We went back the very next day. Come on, friends, let's go down, let's go down, let's go down. Come on, friends, let's go down, down on the picket line. We all went out on the railroad track to meet them scabs and turn them back. We won that strike, I'm glad to say. Come on, we'll show you the way. Come on, friends, let's go down, 
Here's my question. Um, you, Cy, you said it's a musical, uh, and you've been writing, you know, focusing on musicals. Uh, is it uh, when you say a musical? Do you mean like an acted musical with songs in it, or is there a script? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Artie, you heard you heard the oh yes. Sue had to memorize <laughs> forty pages of script word for word. No, this this is not. Let's get up. I mean, Sue knew Sarah Ogan Gunning. They were friends. Sue already knew a bunch of her songs, and she has her own reminiscences. And that's you know there are there are there are sorts of presentations where somebody gets up and they reminisce and they do some songs. It's a little different every time. That's not what we've got here. This is a very formal, if that's the word, theatrical piece. There is a script. Um, we okay. can send you one if you'd like to see it. And, it, and it's got stage directions, not a whole lot. Got stage directions, and it's got the lyrics to all of the songs in the ways in which Sue and I arranged them. In some cases, we edited or did a little bit of rearranging. <laughs> Today's audiences, whether they're radio or theater, not everybody is as passionate as Sue and I are about six-minute unaccompanied ballads. Right? Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but no, it's just, it's and and it's, I actually go back and forth. I tend these days to call something a musical if I wrote the music. I tend to call it a play with music if somebody else okay. wrote yeah, right, the song. Yeah, because you do. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. because if I say, it's just, it's tricky because it's very hard to phrase, but um, in the case of Precious Memories, and actually in the case of Joe Hill's Last Will, which which is a, a musical, I'm sorry, it's a play with music, I wrote for my wonderful friend of, of like 40 years, John McCutcheon. That was the number one CD, and John was the number one artist. And his setting of Joe Hill's Last Will was the number one song. Hadn't been for John, Sue would have been number one. It was like a matter of eight songs separating them. But, but, but considering that John's been um, putting out albums to the folk DJ list and the DJs for 30-some years, and this is the first time Sue has done it, she did amazingly. But... In, in Precious Memories, there, there are 11 songs. Um, there are seven, seven or eight that Sarah Ogan Gunning wrote. There's one by her half-sister, Aunt Molly Jackson. There are yes. two traditional ballads from, that she learned from her mother. One is called Loving Nancy, and the other is called I Am a Traveling Creature. And then, then of course, there's Precious Memories itself. Uh, the tradition, it, the authorship is actually traced back to a, a Union soldier who was in a, a a regiment made up of Pennsylvania coal miners. He wrote the original, and wow. uh, and then there's snatches of some gospel songs. But the, but you know I spent a, a a lot of time you know interviewing Sue, you know looking at Sue and I spent a lot of time together in the archives of uh, the Appalachian Collection at the University of Kentucky, looking at you know, period articles, you know, read everything that was available, listened to everything that was available. And out of that, I, I wrote a very formal script. So, yep, you're looking at something that it's, it's not improvisation, it is theater. And I am so grateful that Sue Massick, my wonderful friend, had to learn the script and had to memorize every word and that I did not have to do that.
Come along, boys, go back to work. We'll give you the two weeks' pay. When they put on their mining clothes, hard work again they tried. And when old payday rolled around, they found old Hughes had lied. When Hughes thinks his mind's is going to stop, it's a sight to see him frown. There's gas enough in old Hughes to blow these mountains down. 
Oh, take your children out of Ely Branch before they cry for bread. For when old Hughes' debts are paid, he won't be worth a thread. Now Hughes claims he owns more mines than these, that he's got money to lend. But when old payday rolls around, he can't pay off his men. I'd rather be in the Pineville jail with my back all covered in lies than to be in old Hughes's coal mines, digging coal at Hughes's price. Oh, fare ye well, old Ely Branch. Oh, fare ye well, I say. I'm tired of living on dried beef and tomatoes, and I'm going away. With a song written by Aunt Molly Jackson, as I discussed, uh, that was Fare Thee Well, Old Ely Branch. And uh, before that, we heard I Am a Traveling Creature, uh, sung by Sue Massick. And we talked a little bit about memorizing script for this musical, Precious Memories. And uh, here's what Sue had to say about it. I've always uh, had an easy time remembering song lyrics, so um, I, I I almost, you know, foolishly thought it would be like remembering song lyrics. It took me three months of five hours a day to memorize the the play. Wow! Uh, I always marvel at the ability of uh, anyone to memorize a script. I, I find it so difficult to to do something like that. So I marvel at Are those. Are you what I was 15 years old? I couldn't have memorized it. <laughs> it's, it's just hard to do. I, I know. While Rick. I was mucking stalls <laughs> for our horses. I am a union woman as brave as I can be. Do not like the bosses and the bosses don't like me. Join the NMU, come join the NMU. I was raised in old Kentucky, Kentucky born and bred. And when I joined the Union, they called me Russian Red. Join the NMU, come join the NMU. My husband asked the boss for a job, these are the words he said. Bill Jackson, I can't work you, sir, your wife's a Russian red. Join the NMU, come join the NMU. Almost wild. Join the NMU. Come join the NMU. The bosses ride fine horses while we walk in the mud. Their banner is a dollar sign and ours is striped with blood. Join the NMU. Come join the NMU. 
bailed out by gun thugs and framed up by the law. Join the NMU, come join the NMU. As you said, uh, Cy, m- uh, most of the songs on the album were written by uh, Sarah Ogan Gunning. Sue, tell me about her. Well, but just well, before she does that, or just one thing that on the al- on, I was describing the songs in the musical, right? So the first part of the album does have those eleven songs. The second part, right. the bonus tracks, have two additional songs by Aunt Molly Jackson, three additional songs by their brother, Jim Garland, also a wonderful songwriter, because, you know, as Sue has pointed out, there is no album still in print that has the songs of this amazing family that was musically and politically so important. So so the, the album has even more songs than the theater. They leave their dear wives and their little ones too To earn them a living as all miners do for hard-working miners, their troubles are great. So often while working, they meet their sad fate. Only a miner killed under the ground. Only a miner, but one more is gone. Killed by some accident. You mining's all over, poor miner, farewell. When I'm in Kentucky, so often I meet poor coal miners' children out on the street. What are you doing? We're hungry, ain't Molly, and begging for bread. Only a miner killed under the ground. Only a miner, but one more is gone. Killed by some accident, there's no one can tell. Dead. We are poor orphans begging 
loaf of bread Only a miner killed under the ground Only a miner, but one more is gone Killed by some accident, there's no one can tell Your mining's all over, poor miner, farewell Yes, your mining's all over, poor miner, farewell Sad the day when I saw the steam shovels a-coming the clank of their wheels as they clattered along deep in my heart a voice seemed to be saying goodbye my sweet home you soon will be gone in 1880 my folks were rejoicing they'd sold off the mineral rights to their farm for 25 cents an acre they sold them my folks didn't know they'd do any harm leave them alone please do not disturb them don't dump the yellow clay mud or their grave although the law might say you have a right to because of that 25 cents that you paid this house it was the home of my father his father and mother they lived there too now they all lie asleep beneath the green willow along with their wives and their children so dear leave them alone please do not disturb them don't dump the might say you have a right to because of that 25 cents that you paid don't force me to leave this house i was born in don't force me to leave this land dear to me Take back that 25 cents that you gave them and just go away and please let us be. Two of the songs that Saikon just spoke of, that was that 25 cents you paid, written by Jim Garland and 
Before that, we heard only a minor written by Aunt Molly Jackson, and that that song actually closes out the CD uh, uh, in part of the bonus tracks. I'm speaking with Cy Khan and Sue Massick, and Sue's album, Precious Memories, is uh, the topic of discussion today. It's a play, it's a, it's a musical, and a, a CD, and you can find out more information by going to suemassick.com or to com and uh, get that information. Let's continue on with the discussion. Sue has performed this in large theaters, in small theaters. We just had a seven-production, two-week run. We got iced out on one of those. It was supposed to be eight. We got iced out. She's done it in, in, in churches, in living rooms. Really? She's done it in bars. She's done it in classrooms. She's, and Sue, Sue's got to tell you about her how her mom built her a folding set that, that fits into the trunk of her car. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Sue. Tell us about this. <clears throat> well, my mom, uh, as she said it, she was her, her daddy's boy, and she's 88 now. So she learned to be a carpenter uh, from her dad and has built many, many uh, musical instruments. She's She built her uh, own space down in a bedroom when she was 82 by herself, including framing and putting up the drywall. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She's she's pretty amazing. Uh, And, you know, she's got, she can figure out how to to make things. You know, I I told her I needed to be able to get my whole set in my Corolla, and so she helped me figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) <laughs> See, this is why she's still going strong because she's active and she keeps her mind yeah. occupied with these things. Yeah, she's I think, just I headed think that's to. Really uh, she's headed tomorrow to Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, with my brother to go deep sea fishing. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Awesome. That's great. That is so great. <laughs> Well, she was a wonderful role model, and you know, Sarah was such a role model for me too. Um, when I first got to know her, it felt like a profound experience to sit at her feet and listen to her tell the stories of growing up in Bell County, uh, Kentucky, which is in the heart of the coal fields, and during the time of the Depression and what they call here in Kentucky Bloody Harlan era. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, talk about uh, Bloody Harlan and the Harlan County War. Well, it was, again, it was during the Depression, and um, the coal operators had nothing to hold them back from uh, exploiting the miners in every which way, including having company stores that uh, were the only places people could cash in the script, and that was how they were paid. And they were often, uh, you know, the prices at the store were double what they would have been at a a, a comparable store somewhere else. But it was just Sarah herself lost 
one child to starvation. She lost another one to tuberculosis, uh, which was just rampant in the coal fields because there was, uh, you know, the coal dust was thick in the in, down in the hollers, um, mm, and right. it, their their homes often were poorly. Uh, they were company houses, and they were poorly taken care of and poorly constructed. So air was blowing through all the time. They, you know, it was just, it would have been as bad as anything that you can imagine that third, any third world con- country right now is going through. And mm-hmm. and Sarah lived through that. She lost her father to to black lung. She lost her husband, first husband to black lung, lost a couple of brothers to mine accidents. I mean, it was just, but even through all of that, Sarah always was quick-witted and had an impish kind of humor that was wonderful. She always had a smile on her face, even when she was singing about the death of her child. Uh, it was she was just an amazing person, and all my life. Since I had met her, I guess I was uh, 28 when I, 29 when I first met her. It was I want to be like Sarah. I want to be strong and courageous and use my music. And on top of that, I wanted after Sarah died, I wanted to have the opportunity to let the world know about her. And hmm. because of this situation. With the play, um, I'm, I'm having that opportunity, and I am so grateful to Cy for writing the play. And and so, you know, I feel like I'm in just uh, seventh heaven right now. Dreadful memories, how they haunt me. How they ever pierce my soul. How the workers and their children died from hunger and from cold. Hungry fathers and worried mothers living in those dreadful shacks. Little children cold and hungry with no clothing on their backs. Dreadful gun thugs and stool pigeons always flock around our door. What's the crime that we've committed? Nothing, only that we're poor. When I think of all the heartaches and all the things that we've been through, Then I wonder how much longer and what a working man can do. 
Really, friend, it doesn't matter whether you are black or white. The only way we'll ever change things is to fight and fight and fight. We will have to join the union. They will help us find a way how to get a better living and for our work get better paid. Coal miners, I'm so proud to be your friends. For the finest folks I ever knew were coal mining women and men. Were coal mining women and men. I was born in old Kentucky way back in 1910. My daddy and my brothers, they were all coal mining men. My daddy and my brothers, they were all coal mining men. My daddy was a preacher, but he loaded coal as well. He wanted to spread the word of God and save poor souls from hell, and save poor souls from hell. He traveled over the mountains, through the heat and through the cold, but he died and went to heaven when I was 12 years old. He died and went to heaven when I was 12 years old. My mother was a Christian. She served God all her life. She worked hard for her children, and she was a miner's wife. She was a miner's wife. She taught the love of Jesus to women and to men, all colors, all religions. They were my mother's friends. They were my mother's friends. I married a young coal miner when I was just 16. I was the happiest little girl that you've ever seen. I was the happiest little girl that you have ever seen. My handsome young coal miner, I loved him dear as life. I thought my life would be heaven if I could be his wife. I thought my life would be heaven if I could be his wife. And my parents tried to stop me, and so did Brother Jim. But there's no one in this whole world could stop me loving him. No, there's no one in this whole world could stop me loving him. And I didn't want to listen to what they said to me. So we ran away and got married in Cumberland Gap, Tennessee, in Cumberland Gap, Tennessee. And so my friends, I sing my little song to you. Black Lung, he killed my husband 
when he was 32. Black lung killed my husband when he was 32. And they come up to miner's wife, say, I know how you feel. Those dirty rich aristocrats who've never missed a meal. And they've never spent a lonely night, nor heard their children cry, or had to tell their children why daddy had to die, or had to tell their children why daddy had to die. And now I'm old and all alone, and I will soon be gone, and I hope my friends will think of me and always sing my songs, and always sing my songs. Two songs written by Sarah Ogan Gunning. We started off with Dreadful Memories and uh, followed it up with Hello, Coal Miner. Now, the fact of the matter is that both Sycon and Sue Masick can more than likely, as I said before, do individual interviews. And uh, I hope we'll do that uh, somewhere in the near future because each of them has so much information to share with you. Uh, but for now, as I said, we're talking about this album, this musical, p Precious Memories, uh, the script written by Sai Khan, the most of the music... Uh, came from Sarah Ogan Gunning along with Aunt Molly Jackson and Jim Garland. And I've shared that with you on this program today and do hope you enjoyed it. Let's finish up with uh, a couple of more tunes and uh, a farewell to both Sycon and Sue Massick. <laughs> Anyhow. So this, hey, this was guys, great. Thank you so much. It really has been great. It's, it's a real pleasure uh, speaking with you both. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Have a great weekend. I will definitely. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Come and listen to my story. Come and listen to my song. I'll tell you of a hero who now is dead and gone. I'll tell you of a young lad. His age was but nineteen. He was the bravest Union man that I have ever seen. Harry Sims was a pal of mine, we labored side by side Expecting to be shot on sight or taken for a ride By those dirty coal operator gun thugs who roam from town to town A shooting down the Union men where they could be found Harry Sims was walking up the track that bright sunshiny day He was a youth of courage His step was light and gay He did not know the gun thugs Was hiding on the way To kill our brave young comrade That bright sunshiny day Harry Sims died on Brush Creek In 1932 he organized the miners into the NMU. He 
gave his life and struggled, it was all that he could do. He died for the Union, also for me and you. I hate the capitalist system. I'll tell you the reason why. It's caused me so much suffering and my dearest friends to die. Oh yes, I guess you wonder what they have done to me. I'm going to tell you, mister, my husband had TB. Brought on by hard work and low wages And not enough to eat Going ragged and hungry No shoes upon his feet I had a blue-eyed baby The darling of my heart But from my little darling, her mother had to part. These rich and mighty capitalists, they dress in jewels and silk. While my darling blue-eyed baby, she starved to death for milk. I had a darling mother, for her I often cry. But with these rotten conditions, my mother had to die. They call this the land of plenty, to them I guess it's true. But that's for the rich old capitalist, not people like me and you. Oh, what can you do about it, say these men of power and might? I'm going to tell you, mister, we're going to fight, fight, fight. Well, once again, I want to thank Sue Masick and SciCom for joining me today and sharing a little bit of information about this new album, Precious Memories. It's also a play, and uh, we'll be talking more about this as time goes on after I get a uh, package from Sai and Sue uh, about this show. And uh, as we said in the discussion, Sue uh, is traveling around doing this performance in various places. So uh, it was a great pleasure speaking with both of them today and uh, hope to see you guys right back here next time on Mostly Folk.